The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Previously on Shawshank. Well, it's, it's, it's this time of year where all the big, giant blockbuster summer movies come out. And so what better way to kind of celebrate that by than going through the ultimate summer movie draft? Yes. Yeah. Let's move on to our final pick of the second round. Georgie Kip, you're on the clock. Hey, yeah. You know what? It's still the summer of 93. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Where we go? Oh, hold on. August 93? In terms of suspense and surprises, I'll put the first 15 minutes of Cliffhanger up against any other movie. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't have to cross oh, that off my list. Here's the Blake Bortles. Wait a second. <laughs> Holy what, what, effing what, what, reach. Can I finish my story? Hi, this is Dave, the founder of the Boston Podcast Network and the producer for Shawshank with an important programming note. The Shawshank Ultimate Movie Draft will be continued and heard in its entirety next week. This week, with the untimely passing of Margot Kidder, the boys were summoned to an emergency meeting to compile their list of the top 10 superhero movie babes. I'd also like to draw your attention to the following disclaimers. Do not listen to Shawshank at a place of work. Do not operate heavy machinery while listening to Shawshank. Common side effects of Shawshank include redness, rash, swelling, itching, upper respiratory infections, Osgood Schlatter disease, the bends, and an addiction to love. Please wait a good hour after listening to Shawshank before swimming, as you could get a cramp. Enjoy the show. What up, gangsters? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get, Shawshank by. Come on, do it, kill me. I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. And on your 50th viewing, Shawshank. This movie has everything. Shawshank. Kiss masks, Lee Trevino, Shawshank. One on a black man named Chump, Shawshank. All right, and we're back, and here we are on the Shawshank podcast. Shawshank. Pod. Shawshank. Shawshank. I thought we, we the song already happened. Shawshank. We don't have to sing it. I know. It just makes me happy, though. It puts me in a good mood. Pod 617 here on the Boston Podcast Network. My man. Not podcasting, but the Boston Podcast Network. Uh, now, open pod 617. I'm sorry, Dave. I just can't do that. I'm your host, Uncle Buck, and here we are. Let's go ahead and run around the room and see who our cast of characters are. Nick Stevens? Greetings, oh, Professor <laughs> Falcon. Shall we play a game? Oh, fantastic. Georgie Kip? There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Cartoon show. It's not even a movie. It's a George. movie podcast. George, it's a movie. What are you they doing? Jason Lee. Oh. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Movies that receive negative scores on Rotten Tomatoes do not count. Comic book. <laughs> you don't even know if it's a comic book. Yes. You're just saying words now. Yeah, you are. Now I you're like... doing your bad Michael Scott. <laughs> beep up, boop, beep, boop. No, you Next. can't do BB-8. You can't do J5. Oh, boy. And from the Monsterland podcast here at Pod 617, my man, Matty Blake. We won't rest until we find the men who did this to your husband. Come on, Ed. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> Not a <laughs> well done. movie, but you know what? A damn fine quote. Well done. Well Underdog. Done. All right. Uh, so before we get started on our main event for the week, uh, we've had a lot of good reaction to our first two episodes um, involving, what the hell was our topic again? The Ultimate Summer of Fantasy that's right. Blockbuster, Blockbuster That's right. movie draft. Blockbuster's draft. And so I think I won. No, no. actually, Jerry no. Thornton won. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, oh. who was fortunate enough to participate in our 
summer draft. That's yeah, right. But Jerry did the movie equivalent of like, all right, name the best sports franchises: Yankees, Lakers, Red Sox. He picked all the obvious huge blockbusters. Well, yeah, I, he didn't go with Howard, Cliffhanger, or Finding Nemo. Nemo. Like, he didn't go. <laughs> with- By the way, I'd like to point out that if I had actually stayed on board and not gone from my emotional choice, when it fell to me at five, Star Wars was an awesome pick. I I think when I went five six, right. At the snake point in the draft there. Five, six, Star Wars, Back to the Future. I thought, clearly, I'm crushing this draft. Yeah. I'm winning. How do you go two of, like, the 10, 20 greatest movies and, ever? And then you duffed your chip shot well, with... We, uh, we all took, like, one chance. Right. Like, you know, we had great movies that... Und- we all had like two ringers. Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You never know. You don't want to lose it in the moment. And then never. we all had like one film that was kind of ours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a little right. deeper pull. What, was, your, what experience? was yours, Maddie? Uh, what I do? I did Rocky Karate two? Kid, uh, Rambo, First Blood Part Two. I did Jaws. So yeah, probably you I could. Did, I did Jaws, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what did I do? I don't remember. Your but, brother. <laughs> but no. yeah, so we all had you know you could say Rambo first blood part two was my personal like but no, although dude, that, that is a huge that summer is, movie. in terms yeah. of just like sweat blood yeah. muscles and guns Rambo first blood part two Blues Brothers I did I no Blues no, Brothers I mean uh, 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 Animal House I'm sorry Animal House yes um uh, and dude, I don't remember dude, adjusted for inflation that movie made about six hundred million dollars you chose all wisely right. all right Georgie how about you did you have any crazy picks I had I had. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy pick. I I took Terminator Two, which was number called, one overall. Called the I Baker think, Mayfield. Fuck that! I still think yes, it was. You know what? It was yeah. It, it had. I mean, no. It, it was Here, better here's than the Baker thing. Mayfield. I wanted I wanted my picks to be representative of the movies I waited for in the summer. So I went with Terminator <laughs> Two. How I went with for the summer. I wanted I to went draft with, a fantasy team that I could root for. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. I that was a great pick. It was a great pick. The Goonies, which was my childhood favorite summer movie of all time, and Cliffhanger, which I was so stoned when I watched that movie. I thought it was great and held up. No, you just thought, you know what would be nice to sleep in tonight? A bed full of diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) That was something squishy in my bed. (laughs) Terrible. And I'm the guy who picked Nemo. And I apologized profusely for not picking a better equivalent to Nemo. I probably should have gone Incredibles maybe because at least that was like a superhero well, movie. Dude, in fairness, don't. in fairness, Nick t- explained to me why he picked Nemo and I won't get into it, but there was surrounding sentimental reasons. You t- we talked about yes. what made for yeah. it also yeah. made a billion right. dollars. Uh, but T2 represented a uh, you're deflecting uh, again when you talk about the money. Uh, uh, such the greatest time in my life as a kid working in a movie theater with my my best friends and and going to see that movie and being like seven, I was, I think I was sixteen years old. Going to it see came that out movie, ninety-three, yeah, ninety-two. It came out in ninety-two. It came out that summer with City Slickers and and Robin Hood, Sacrifice, <laughs> and Eric Quaylen. Every little what? But nothing. It, it was just that. That's why I picked it first because it what? it meant so much. What did to people me have to say about our picks? Yeah, did, uh, what, what was some of the reaction? We seem to have some good at, feedback. At Ed Monroe, nineteen seventy-one, your show is definitely legit because you talked about the greatest summer movie ever, Jaws. Of course, yeah. Uh, we had we have some guy at uh, M Izzo thirty-one. Nice job uh, dropping cliffhanger, and then I got to a <laughs> fight with him. Uh, why don't you double down with Battlefield Earth? That's what he said. At, oh. We have no leverage at, on the on the man animals. Can you not get in fights with people? At that are M is 31. No, no, it was cool. And then I said, 
hey, it wasn't the worst pick. Adelaide Nick Stevens dropped a bomb in round four. <laughs> Nothing Nick compared to started, Nick started a fight with me on Twitter. Hey, if you're going to at me, I'm going to come back at you. Uh, at Conniff Travis wrote, love the new podcast, guys. Great movies. Still don't know how A New Hope wasn't the number one overall, but still, that was awesome. A lot of people agree that got a lot of likes as well after the reach, after the tweet. And then at Army Fish, suggesting a possible new idea for an episode, Buck, uh, Brian Marandola writes, you guys uh, should do an episode on movies that came out in groups like Dante's Peak versus Volcano, Deep Impact versus Armageddon, Skyline and Battle of Los Angeles, and of course, Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. So that's the old competing movies. Do you remember... Now, Outbreak, back in 1994, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dustin Hoffman, beat to the box office its competing rival for the Super Virus movie. Do you remember what the Jodie Foster movie, which was to be directed by Ridley Scott, was called? That it snuck just past. Black Sunday. No, I... uh, close. Uh, which was about the ice cream shop that opened up in Harlem. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That was not. Wow. That was not what it was about. I'm just gonna bite my but I watched that. I'd go to that. I'm just gonna bite my tongue. Uh, was that the uh, <laughs> contact? Was that no? Well, I remember. remember when they're looking Nick, for aliens. Nick, breathe. Where were where were we going with this? <laughs> Harlem Sunday. Harlem. Um. <laughs> I got one. It's so terrible. Uh, Crisis in the Hot Zone, which is what I'm oh, feeling right now. That's what it was called? Yes. Crisis I don't recall that zone. at all. I got one for that. Uh, the Prestige and the Illusionist. Yes. yes oh, that's one. right. Well, Good. guys, let's not spoil that. How about podcast Gr- Gremlins and Critters? You guys Ooh. remember that? Yeah. Oh, E.T. and Mac and Me? Mac and Me was Mac- the shit. <laughs> oh, my God. When we do the 10 worst movies inspired, 10 worst ripoffs ever. Yeah. Oh, Mac and Me good one. will so close, so finish number one. I'm sorry. I threw myself All off run. with. Forever. I threw myself off with. <laughs> All right. Let's, Can we uh, publish this? <laughs> they, they, uh, they only serve sprinkles on those Sundays. Yeah. We're still waiting for a sponsor, so uh, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's main event. Jimmy, please. Ding. Uh, so with the with the passing of uh, the lovely Margot Kidder, <laughs> mm, lovely. Now how could you, she's not here to defend herself? Talented, yes. She what was, was wrong with us in the seventies? She was loved, lovely for a, a period. Like, you know, I look around pictures of my home <laughs> in the seventies. Oh, now it's going to turn into a, a cat. Pictures song. of my home. Everything is macrame, shag rugs. Long, huge collars, big fat ties, flared pants. It's a mess. And then we held up Margot Kidder as a sex symbol. We loved you in the Superman movies. You were just wonderful. What was wrong with us? Cocaine, well, I think. In fairness, she had she had some stuff going on there yeah, early on. Early on. She yeah. did a Canadian Playboy issue. But in that movie, in Superman... Like a young Maddie goes to the movie theater expecting to see this goddess. She's like pale. She's yeah. kind of teeth are yellow. Co- it's not her fault. It's just Cocaine the way we cheek. were in the 70s. It's like she just smoked two packs. It was yes, met, right. But yes. that's okay. We were free to have untrimmed, you know, fuzz bushes. triangles and bushes. <laughs> that's You can say that. I thought you were we're going not, somewhere else. Yeah, I, was, I was going to say fuzz triangles. Oh, I, oh, oh, I thought you were going to say like untrimmed opinions or something. So I was going for yeah, the. Yeah, we could have yellower <laughs> teeth. We smoked. We drank. We had unprotected sex. We wore bell bottoms. We yeah, had long hair. Right. Things got weird. Did. How about the fact that Talia Shire became like 
sort of a sex symbol because now wouldn't you want to like the same way I'd want to like touch or tag anything that Tom Brady came in touch with wouldn't you want to like get with Talia Shire just because you know like that's that's Adrian mm-hmm. right do you, think you st- can't win yeah. like you're going I'm, I'm just I, I just bought you a drink do you think, <laughs> do you think Stallone uh, had to have you would think so yeah come on there's a Coppola I, I ain't heard no bell a what a co- uh, a Coppola, a Coppola. Yeah. Coppola. Yeah. Oh, uh, do, do the Coppolas know the Coppolas? <laughs> My favorite movie is Coppola Land. <laughs> Coppola. That, was the, that was the competing film for Copland. It was Coppola Land. Um, nice podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so far, so far, we're off to a great stop. Uh, all right. So, uh, what Who's we decided on to do tonight on the what we decided to do was come up with our favorite, our top ten uh, hottest. Females from superhero movies, and based on the fact that right. it had to be DC and Marvel, we can't, we don't want to go out too far outside no. the box because we be, we'd be hero mind. So I'm going to mention. Go ahead, well, Nick. Buck, I was just going to say, and and we like when we were communicating about Margot Kidder's passing, like, look, yes, all 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 notes of your diatribe well taken, and and they're thoroughly valid. But at the same time, like, okay, Superman comes out in what 1979, 78, yeah. 78. Okay. Uh, Another iconic John Williams score. It's great. Christopher Reeves is great. I still think he's the best Superman. Yeah, he's so great, so, so handsome. pure, super handsome. Oh, just, he, just everything. Just like, the role, I, yeah. I embodies the entire ideal. Yes. It's an Amer- she's that, like, that film is an American classic, by the way. I love that movie. I think it's Richard Donner's best work. Eh, second yeah, best, second best work. Second best work. Second best work. But, you know, she comes out there, and, you know, like, she's not perfect, but she's got a little bit of that, like, sassy, like, Howard Hawks kind of thing going on where she long dresses and she'll giving them a lot of lip and fast talking at that point we haven't seen a lot we have i mean we're you know we see this as kids or maybe even just like a slightly older generation season like dude mago kidda like you know she she looks all right like hey listen if she's good enough my rule is if she's good enough for the last son of krypton she's good enough for me i remember when i saw the movie when i was four years old uh at the hanover movie theater uh, and there's a scene when, of course, she's in the earthquake and all the dirt and the rock falls on her, and it ultimately, at the time, kills her. Now, a four-and-a-half-year-old me sees this and doesn't understand, like, whoa, this is, wait, that's that's it? You know, everyone else in the movie theater is dead silent because, yeah. like, oh, my God, they killed Lois Lane in the first Superman movie. And I just asked aloud in front of, like, 400 people in the movie theater sitting in the front row next to my dad, uh... Dad, how are they going to clean her up? <laughs> Cuts through all the tension. 300 people break out in laughter. Yeah. Then, of course, Superman flies backwards and right. you know, saves everything. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, but come on. She was an iconic piece of our childhood in a lot oh, of ways. No so doubt. she deserves, in, in honor of her, she may not make the list here, but in honor of her, I think this podcast for Shawshank is. Yes. Uh, you know what? Indeed, and, and, yes. and one more thing. Superman was like the icon and, and whatnot. But I always thought that Christopher Reeve was a real stand-up guy. Don't ever. So the uh, don't, I don't ever. I don't know what's what's happening. What's happening? What's happening? That is so happening? horrible, George. What's happening? So you'll never get back in the saddle. You here. know what? Oh, you beat uh, me to it! You beat me to it! I was gonna say, gallop right out of here. All right, hold your horses and let's try and relax. <laughs> Finish up the rest George. of our program. Why uh, would you do that? Seriously. 
So I, I want mechanism. I want to say this about Margot Kidder because I saw her at a Comic Con a couple Kidder, years ago. Kidder, I hardly know. Her. Really? Well, you realize if she put on the uh, Harley Quinn really makeup, let George be, get away with that. She'd be Margot Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw her at a con, and she. Was I would unsubscribe to audience. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell your friends. She was, uh, and you can get us on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she, she was looked. signing her nudes from the Canadian Playboy. That's uncomfortable. It was. She it was. Her. I've never seen that before. But she, well, and here's the thing. She kind of brought a sexiness to the super, the original Superman movie. Remember, she asks him, "Oh, you can see through things." Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, I have X-ray vision. And she goes, well, "What color underwear underwear am I wearing?" And he's pink, right? She's standing behind a, a lead planter, so he he goes, "Um, oh, nah. And she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I embarrassed you." He goes, "No, I can't see through lead." She walks two feet away, and he goes, "Pink." Yeah. <laughs> and she just goes, "Do you like pink?" Uh, I also love, you know what I love? I love that scene where she, like, where the news copter, even though it's all, like, the special effects, obviously, do not hold up. Because everything is, like, it's not even mat work. It's all just projected yeah, and whatnot. But I still love the scenes when he's flying in space, in the outfit. Uh, but she falls, and then he catches her out of the blue. I've got like, me. It's such who's a, got you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Like, her acting. <laughs> you got see, me. That, who's got you? That's right. The, actor. A, the acting was good. That, yeah, that she, was a turn off. The look thing is, it, I was just being funny for the podcast, but, it, but you know, there well. was a sensibility in the <laughs> 70s because, well, you know, the ERA, I remember my mother had ERA buttons. It had just broke equal rights, you know, for women. Like, right. you know, it was, that was a big thing in the 70s. So the women of the 70s, like the ones we held up because of that movement, I think, were kind of, and I don't mean this pejoratively, they were kind of mannish. Like she had this ballsy, scratchy voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Good point. and and it worked well because she was a sassy. She wasn't like a beautiful blonde with the fuzzy lens going like, oh, Superman. She's like, hey, I'll give it right back right. to you. Right. So in that sense, she was she was sexy of the time. Yeah. Right. And then when they ultimately had to recast and give Superman a new uh paramour in two thousand six's Superman Returns, which is Easily, like Death Cab for Superman, I called it, the most emo, <laughs> obnoxious Superman movie. They went with Kate Bosworth, who was awful. Yeah. This cast right, yeah. had no sass, yeah. none, of the, none, yes. none, none of the back and forth. She no looked like a recent play. high school graduate yeah. and trying to explain yeah. she, really, she really Very awesome. pretty girl, but yeah. didn't work. Oh, well, yeah. I much preferred her in Blue Crush. Oh, agreed. Or even Straw Dogs. Um, so, but the, the remake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and in... in you know, it, it actually kind of got sad for Miss Kidder because after Superman 2, they made Superman 3 where they basically did the backstory and he's got Lana Lang as the love interest. And then by Superman 4, yeah, When Canon hit, Films took over and it was hard times peace, at this yeah. point. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they brought in uh, Mariel Hemingway to yeah. be a love interest because it was right. things were going south. Um, but anyway, so R.I.P. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we... We remember you fondly, but, but maybe, maybe we could do our, the eulogy. In a- <laughs> <laughs> our topic of the night, the main event, was to try and come up with our top ten hottest superhero uh, movie women, and it is only DC and Marvel. So again, reminding these are some of the also rans that didn't the on, make the, the on men's we call them didn't make the, the top men's. ten honorable mentions. I know George loves Cat Denning from Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Natalie Portman's friend Elizabeth oh, Elizabeth Olsen didn't make it. From oh, Avengers. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Scarlet Witch didn't make the didn't, list. Didn't what the it. hell is wrong with you people? So these guys sent me their list, and I compiled one. And, and, Hold and on. I, she was yeah, on mine. Yeah, yeah, this I, is I Buck's top yours. ten. Well, how, Buck, ours. how is she not on yours? <laughs> She's not on mine. 
Fuck. We'll How get. We will get to it. We will get to it. Marlene the hell is wrong with you Anna, people? Anna Paquin didn't make it from oh. X Men. Zoe Saldana, gorgeous lover, but the green throws me off. So now, Gamora if, didn't star- make it. if we were talking about Star Trek, right? Oh, Halle Berry from Catwoman, that horrible Catwoman. Uh, oh, project. by association alone, you're not allowed. How to about be Jessica Catwoman. Alba as uh, Sue oh, Storm in Fantastic Woman? Terrible make it. smoke show. Jennifer Garner is Electra. I liked her. Anne that Hathaway. movie sucked so hard. What? Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. No, nope. can't do it. Can't I, do I like it. that movie more than most people do, and at the same time, well, it's also hard to perform when you're graded against The Dark Knight. But like, Dark Knight Rises is still a good movie. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt was sexier in that movie than Anne Hathaway. Oh, you was. mean whiny Batman? <laughs> uh, Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy. Kate Holmes, should've, should've Rachel made. Dawes. And now, how do you go from Kate Holmes, by the way, as Rachel Dawes to uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? Uh-oh. I'm still angry about that. Yeah. You have Chris Bale, handsome AF. He's got supermodels That's- all over him. He's a billionaire, and he's going to sell everything out for that? Uh, by She's the way, average at best. Make a note. We should do our 10 favorite performances by someone as a superma- uh, in superhero movies because I think the fight in this room between Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Christian Bale as Batman mm. and Christopher Reeve as Superman would be mm. a fantastic discussion. That was a sidebar. Uh, she's almost, she's almost Kate, They went with ugly. Katie Holmes post-Dawson. Cute. She's cute. Yep. And they're like, she's cute, she's kind of sexy. Did not do a bang-up job in any way, shape, or form. I get it. But she wasn't so bad that it ever took me out of the moment because the music is so good. The cinematography is so good. The pacing is so good. Christian Bale is so good. At no time did I think... Man, am I loving this movie, but wow, is Katie Holmes so bad. And then they go with Maggie Gyllenhaal. So now they're saying, oh, we want the true acting chops. We want real on-screen bona fides. So they go with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and she's with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. And she just and she and they almost had her looking. I've seen her in movies where she's looked yeah. all right. I've met her in person. I've partied oh, wow. with her before. It was oh, fun. I didn't know that. Actually, much better looking in person. Yeah, she's striking. I'm sure. But she's no, actually, no, no. yeah, no. They but frumped her up, or it was, they it was, did. I she looked be superficial. But back to our top ten list. Yeah, and uh, and, and you know the other yeah. thing is it's it's bad sign when you can suspend your disbelief that a man can be a superhero and have a billion dollar cave and kill everyone, but you can't suspend your disbelief that he would fall in love with that actress that you picked. You almost wanted to say like between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, like whoa, uh, hey bats, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know eventually, like, the acid hits Harvey, but did it also hit Rachel? It's the girl next door theory. He grew up with her, and he fell in love with her. Ugh. I know. I thought they had, they had mm. an opportunity, though, to shift stream. You could have just gone with a different character. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. She's probably sitting somewhere with millions of dollars. How about Not Blake, caring about how, what we had to say. How about, how about Blake Lively in the easily forgettable Green Lantern film? I think Is Blake that Lively. where she and yeah. Ryan Reynolds fell in love? Yes. Wow. Oh. With her Oakland booty? How about... Uh, mm. Tao Akamoto from Batman Superman. She was Marcy Graves. She was uh, Lex Luthor's assistant. Very attractive. Amy no Adams. Dif- difficult to How understand. How did Amy Adams I do love, the lowest line? I put Amy Adams on my Meh. list. I know. Meh. I know <laughs> you did, George. Meh. I love Amy Adams. She was much better her. in that uh, 70s I love her in Arrival. Uh, movie with uh, Christian Bale. Which one? She's good in everything. The 70s movie with Christian Bale. They, uh, oh, something Hustle. Uh, American Hustle. American Hustle, Hustle, yes. American Hustle could be one of the ten worst movies ever made. Oh, yeah. no, I love that. No. no. Are you guys have any love for Karen Fukuhara, the uh, katana? From <laughs> What's your last squad? name? Fukuhara. 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 No. No, not going to bite. I hardly know her. How about Cara Delevingne? Uh, she was the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I do her. 
The Suicide Squad. Please. Suicide Squad was boy. Wouldn't she be lucky? I wouldn't do her with Margot Kidder's dick. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, dude, Su- Suicide Squad tonight. was so bad. I couldn't choose anybody from that movie because the movie was so grating. Because right. the movie was so unwatchably unwatchable. Wouldn't uh, do it. How about Brie Larson? I mean, you mentioned she'll be. Oh, she'll oh. that movie came out. No, Captain I'm going to say it right She's now. Cute. I'm going to say it right now. She has the gobes. What's that? Greatest of all boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Brie Larson? From Rome? Are you kidding me? I, 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 I'm not familiar. She was great in like uh, 21 Jump Street. She was, yeah. She's and she hasn't been she Captain Marvel yet. She is beautiful. She's a great actress. That's girl next door. That's girl. Like she feels gettable. You know what I mean for yeah. an average guy. Like, right. but she's so cute. I love her. And There's she's a, gonna be awesome. I, if she, if Captain Marvel had come out, if she, she would have been, been top five. In the top five, sure. Uh, Marion, was it Cotillard? Cotillard. 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 All right, Nick and I both. Ha- oh, she didn't make your list. She finished eleventh on mine. She was uh, the top of my honorable mentions. But it's okay. Buck, Buck has. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I've I've lit uh, fire. She bangs the Batman. List. She bangs the Batman. She makes the list. How about French. Hey, How about Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter? Oh, that's Captain America. Oh, Jerry would have been. That would have been top oh, three. Oh, uh, that's she's great. Should we do five minutes, Jerry Thornton? Stop. You know, <laughs> the thing is, when you're talking Steve Rod, the original Captain America, Bucky Brooks. If I could just make a mention. Hand over, hand over, Woody Allen. Let's something? pour one for, let's pour one for Jerry. Uh, uh, Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, didn't, didn't make it. Love her. What? Why did she make it, Buck? Wait, how did she not make it? How about Nicole? because Buck made the list? Nicole Kidman and Dr. Chase Moretti. Jesus Christ! No, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, dig no. on Nicole. Wait a minute, Kidman. wait a minute. Like a I'll, I'll tell, no, listen, I liked her in this. <laughs> is she? Is listen, she, I'm not a Nicole Kidman. Is that fan. why Tom Cruise broke up with her? He I liked, liked her, her in this because she looked petite in this. Because George she wasn't next them, to Tom Cruise. George needs them uh, small enough so he can <laughs> s- wrestle, smuggle, and kidnap them. Yes. Because they don't talk a lot when they're quiet. What? Evangeline Lilly. Yes. Is legitimately. Oh, by the way, we're still waiting on Maddie Bloom. Beautiful. He's, well, guys, I haven't seen these uh, superhero yeah, movies because I'm too busy <laughs> slaying it in real life. <laughs> and I like petite girls, so she's playing the wasp. Oh. Mm. Uh, that should be easy for you. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, Betsy Ross and the Hulk. Uh, she's so beautiful no matter what she's in. I wanted to have sex with Jared Leto's heroin sores. <laughs> Just so I could be close enough. That's, that's our next Just so shirt. I could be close enough to Jennifer Connelly from Requiem for a Dream. He rode the dragon? <laughs> Leto? Are you guys kidding me? A- a- I didn't guys, know that. ass to ass. Are you kidding me? Ahead <laughs> of Requiem for a Dream? But in real life, did he ride the dragon? No, but in the oh, no, oh, but oh, in the right, movie. Oh, right. yeah. oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. His character. Sorry, his character's Got heroin it. source. I, 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 I thought there was a story I didn't. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Stop it! Stop. Are you kidding me? How are you? No, I want to push this microphone away. There's nothing more adorable, sexier, cuter, more adorable. comic booky, and iconic. Adorable is not a quality I want. From she my does top the upside down hottest. spider. Oh wait, yes. you like her? No, she's like Gyllenhaal little, level little average. Flayed, oh. I little flayed you know out tooth? tooth. You know how they say the girl next door? I literally, and I'm not being facetious, had girls next door that were prettier than her. Yeah. Literally, I don't is understand why, why she's... Set, is that why you set fire to the house next door <laughs> well, when you were a kid? Listen, I won't be ignored. <laughs> Jesus, you're like Mark Wahlberg in fear. Yeah, Kristen Dunst. Seriously. 
Yeah, put on your dunced cap. Put on a bag over your head. That's it, I'm dunced. Dunston uh, checks out. <laughs> how about uh, Diane Lane didn't make the top ten. Oh, here oh, it comes. Nick's leaving. Nick's oh, leaving. Now, Nick's listen, leaving. Nick, I won't put Diane Lane in my personal top ten lifetime, no, but I no, won't put her no. for a superhero She movie. deserves cons- – that is a lifetime achievement award. That is her Al Pacino – what did she play? Of a woman. What was she in? That is her Russell Crowe for uh, Gladiator. She plays Superman's mother. mom with gray hair. Why did she say that lady? name? Right. Okay. okay, now here's the thing. I want to bang my mother. We have to take them, and I, you know, Buck, it's, it's your list in the end, but. I want to bang Superman's mother. We have to take them correct. Uh, you're, you're done as editor. We're have oh, a complete coup. I know oh, what you're I saying, Buck. Lunch. I know what you're saying. So it's like Diane Lane. Hot as balls, but in Not that in particular role, Sorry. I, I got gotcha. you. Oh my god! All dumped out in that sweater with like the little gray hairs. <laughs> little oh, gray oh, hairs. I have never wanted to come at her Going like a menopause. Comet in my life. She was carpeted drapes in that movie, my friend. Nick uh, likes the older ladies. Heather Locklear as Abby Holland in Swamp Thing did not make the list. Gee whiz, and Valerie Perrine, Heather Locklear. I, but, uh, she has on. sex want, with Swamp Thing. Doesn't matter. I would have zmed it all over her and TJ yeah. Hooker. <laughs> Valerie Perini, Miss Teschmacher in Superman uh, does not make the list. Great deep pull. I can't believe she didn't. Here make is it. our top ten, ladies and gentlemen. Number ten, Malin Ackerman, Silk Spectre from The Watchmen. I didn't understand a word of that sentence. <laughs> How many in of English, us? though? <laughs> now. I will say this. So when uh, I lived in New York City, I lived in Brooklyn, and uh, we we <laughs> went uh, we got when we when we sent my boy to my oldest boy Thomas, who's now five. When we sent him to this little cute uh, preschool around the corner from us in downtown Brooklyn, one of the parents had a get to know all the other parents at this preschool party. So I went to this party one Sunday afternoon. Did not want to go in any way, shape, or form. We get to the door, we ring the bell, like, oh, this apartment costs three times what ours does. Great. We're going to be with all these expensive, rich, super parents. Schlepped the stroller and my then three-and-a-half-year-old up the stairs. Get to the top of the stairs. Ding dong. Open the door. Who greets me? Malin Ackerman. <laughs> not that it was her apartment, but she lived in the area. She was shooting season one of Billions. Oh, yeah. And she was living there. She was splitting time between New York and L.A., and her kid was going to the best little pre-K program in Brooklyn, which luckily we got my kid into. And she wa- I, I was like, uh, and the first thought that ran through my head is I looked at this absolutely beautiful woman who I then saw a million times and then had to like stop looking at her like, you're Melon Ackerman. The first thought that ran through my head was like, I saw your boobs. <laughs> which makes me think that Seth <laughs> MacFarlane got railroaded Mm. at the Oscars when he sang that song and did that hosting job because, <laughs> sorry, I'm a guy, and the first thing that ran through my mind was Silk Spectre, right? That's her character yeah. from Watcher? Yeah. Yeah. First thought that ran through my mind was like, oh, man, I saw your boobs in a movie, Silk Spectre. <laughs> Couldn't have been nicer. Man, is she beautiful in person. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Now, Buck, you just broke your own rule right off the gate. What's now, as, a, cause, because of, as an outsider yeah. who's not into these movies, She's totally hot in that. Yeah. What was that movie? Uh, uh, Watchmen. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the blonde when she was blonde. Was that Wanderlust? No. The, the oh no, that, that was sh- a different. Oh, I was just trying to give you a frame of reference. Yeah, but that's her, right? Yeah. But I. So I, what I can film was that? Watchmen. She was in. No, no. She was very hot. Was that forgetting Sarah Marshall? What movie was she in? Oh, when that she was, was Wanderlust. Ben Stiller. 
Oh, oh I, very funny oh, movie okay. uh, when he marries her and yeah. she's crazy. Uh, oh. It's a remake. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. Heartbreak Kid. Okay. This is my point. You broke your own rule. She's hot. She's blonde. She's, she's not cute. hot in Watchmen. She's not hot. Even I'm uh, looking at the pictures now. She looks like a, gets, uh, a Russian transvestite. Her and Patrick oh, Stewart. No, no, no. What the fuck's going on, Buck? Buck, she's a hot woman, but in this film, yeah, see, that doesn't, she She, no. she looks like she's in a wig. Buck. You Buck. know what it looks like? It looks like Buck. one of the girls that, uh, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sly Stallone's ex-wife, Remember the scene in Cobra when she's wearing all the different wigs, Brigitte Nielsen, and and they that mm-hmm. that's what she looks sure. like. Mm-hmm. You wish I didn't come to Buck's this podcast. Some... That's from the that's from the film. All right, all right, okay. All right. Buck, you nailed better. it. Thank you. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and go to our number nine pick from Superman Hour. three. It's uh, Pamela Stevenson as Lorelai. The only girl who is able to sleep with Superman. Wait, did you rip up our lists? <laughs> Hold on. Did Hold you on. rip up our I'm lists? I'm allowed to have Fuck. some picks, too. Fuck. Yes. But who? Who did I say? Pamela, Pamela Stevenson. Stevenson. from Google- Superman 3. Superman 3? Fantastic. This is, this is, I'm, I'm this, playing this entire. This is know, an outrage. Audience, I want everyone to know that I am raising my right hand. You can easily see it raised right now, obviously <laughs> listening to this podcast. Oh, no. I am raising my right hand, the rest of this podcast, in protest. Buck has taken control of this list. The blonde bombshell guy, yeah. I remember. From Superman 3. Oh, no. no. Yes. No. Yes. Come on, Buck. 70s coked out. Oh, no, big time. Buck, dude, some of these choices, like, you're going to tell me that even. It's not 10 and 9. We're going to go back to the draft. Lane, AARP, Diane yeah. Lane. The draft. Because I wouldn't. No, this is garbage. This is the cliffhanger. All right, all right. This is like cliffhanger. Drunk number- on power. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Number eight. Friggin' like, you're like Maduro. You're the friggin' president, like this new president well, of what's Venezuela. Num- what's number eight, Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Is Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts from no! Iron Man. See, I know. Oh, Actually, she was nine on my list. Nine on my list. Nine on my list. Not by my list. I don't care if she's. George, right. consciously uncouple yourself from your anger right now for a second. <laughs> because. In the first Iron Man, before you got so sick and tired of her and the Coldplay and the conscious uncoupling and everything, the goop and everything, it was post Shell Hell. She was she was adorable. She played the part. She like looked the part of like an early forties business like, suits, babe, dusting of freckles she, the across the in the nose, end of the Avengers, blonde. where she where she walks up to Tony. How do you make things? Sound as creepy as you do. Nothing sounds. Nothing gift. sounds more like. It's a gift. And hey, ladies, if you want to know the last things you'll ever hear before you meet your maker, <laughs> listen to Maddie Blake's portion of the podcast. Dusting a freckles. I'm Black Sunday. We'll be back with just a little bit more in a minute. So yeah, that's what we should rename the show, Black Sunday. Oh, I want that to be my handle from now on. So <laughs> that's your superhero uh, name. When she, when the end the end of Avengers. <laughs> and I ride an ice cream truck in, in Harlem. Anyone call for some whipped cream? <laughs> down, 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 down. My what? Yeah, right. <laughs> Once again, we're on the pod 617 uh, <laughs> network. Uh, we were. You redeemed yourself with we're. that pick. So, so, but the scene at the end of Black Avengers Black. when she's walking in the jean shorts. Yeah. And it, you're just going, oh, I understand sorry, now. I, I get why Tony Stark is, is working with her. Uh, number seven. 
from Thor, it's Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Number seven. Yeah. I had her like five or six, I think. You had her two. Yeah. That's, you like all the tiny little ones. Tiny Again. little brunettes. Yeah. yeah. You like tiny little brunettes. You like, hey, My wife's 4'11". And brunette. Oh, that's why you like 3'11". Because nope. your wife is... She's 4'11". Had <laughs> a foot. You know what? That's that's personal. <laughs> Hi, I'm Red Thursday. Nick's Black Sunday's partner. <laughs> oh, well, well, crap the joke. Wow, George. <laughs> stuck the landing. God, Russian judge gave you a 10 on that one. Uh, okay. In that movie, for Carlin? Right, Buck, <laughs> Buck the, what Natalie Portman has going for in that movie, aside from, you know, being Natalie Portman, is right. uh, tough enough, hangs tight with Thor, mm. gives him a lot of business back, the sass factor. What are we looking for in these movies? Aside from the fact that they're obviously attractive, which <laughs> I think is what kills me about Buck's terrible <laughs> gerrymandering. <laughs> gerrymandering have to be vetoed. No, That's super, no, no. I, first of all, I made a top 10. I, I only put them at, at, at 10 and 9. But, it, Buck, if Maddie doesn't submit one, we submit one, and she's not on either I of these I submitted lists. one on Maddie's behalf. You can't. <laughs> now I'm mad I didn't Num- submit. Number I, s- I trusted you guys. Stuffing number the ballot six. Box. What goes into it, though? Let's this just real my, quick. We didn't say this up top. All I was going to say, I'm going to throw this everything at you. <laughs> this has to be, like, attractive. <laughs> the character oh, was attractive. No. They did something. Because this you know, is where I was thinking of Maddie. The action. Yeah. Number the six. Adrian Barbeau from Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. I mean, she was more attractive in Escape from she New York. Did the she greatest was hot. Non sequitur nude scene in the history. Yeah, look at those. Uh, uh, look at those ferns. I mean, look at that. <laughs> that great. That is by no, far but, but the Swamp greatest. Thing. There's zero reason for her to be naked in that film. Is Swamp Thing a superhero movie, guys? I'm, I'm a neophyte yeah, yeah. to this. How no, so? I thought, I Swamp Thing is a superhero. Fought, DC like, comic I, superhero. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Jami DePerel. You may remember me from, well, I guess a lot of things on Boston Radio, but I am in the podcast biz now. I'm hoping you can tune into my new show called The Meter is Running. New episodes posted regularly on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And you know what? Lucky me. I get a co-host. I'm working with my good friend Shira Springer of the Boston Globe and WBUR. Well, John, it is great to be here. There are a lot of stories we don't get to tell in print and radio, and now we can do that here. And you know what, Shira? Consider yourself charmed. Yes, indeed. Our (laughs) guests will include some real big shots in sports, politics, business. You name it, we have it. We'll also have a lot of fun along the way. Make sure to check for the latest episode on pod617.com. Listen up, Boston, and listen to The Meter is Running on the Boston Podcast Network. I know, listen, I know you're still Just in like your 20s. like Superman came out in 1978. Sure, All right, I number understand. five. No, no, uh, let's not. Do oh, not you want to gloss over Adrian Barber? No, no, I'll just, gloss over her. Did she add more than just a nude scene? Did you find her that attractive, or were you so psyched when you, at the age of five, saw boobs She's, in a superhero the movie? The poster is him carrying her. She's so hot. I would think I it would know. be hard to have it's a true. list We're of hot have to chicks go, but You know what? At the end of the episode, on. I want an Oscar-style, I want Sarah McLaughlin to come out, or I want the I want Glenn Hansard from Once to come out here and play like a sad song so we can do an in-memoriam for all the worthy candidates that you glazed over, you glossed over. So, like Evangeline Lilly, for example, not being on the list, and the Jennifer chick from Garth. Superman 3, the coked-out, frizzed-out hair blonde from I Superman 3. Her name. That's a tough... If her name was Diane Coke von Frizzout. I would have thought that was more realistic than... It's Pamela Stevenson, a.k.a. Coke Von Frieza. 
Um, yeah, I can't. Even Val- I, I, I can't wait. Please, everybody, at Uncle Buck WAF. At Uncle Buck WAAF. Right. He's going to make a nice comeback. All right, here we go. He's number Better. five. Number Better. five is a tie. Okay. Oh. <laughs> between Rebecca Romaine and Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. And All the right. reason why they get a tie I applaud that. is because there is a scene that, in which Jennifer Lawrence in X-Men First Class becomes Rebecca Romaine. Yes. That is a superpower. And yeah. I've always had something for, like, chicks in makeup, like full blue head makeup. To toe, now, listen, blue is better than green. Pain. But head to toe, I mean, like, she, yeah. they would kick and the, everything's flopping around. Is J-Lo one of those people that can J-Law. look... I'm sorry, J-Law and J-Lo, for that matter. Actually, and J-Lo, for that matter. Are they... Sometimes I see them and like hottest person I've ever seen in my life, and then another thing I see them in, I'm like, eh, could take or leave. That's yeah. a right? great. Yeah. That's a great yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. it's she, almost like that episode of Seinfeld where the girl goes on the porch and yeah. he's like, ah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer in Lawrence certain movies like, oh can God. be so effing hot, Sexy. and then in some movies, for some reason, like, oh, well, you're you're your waist go, is disproportionately Cast yeah. this girl for it. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I now when I submitted my list, Paul, yeah. When I submitted my list, <laughs> <laughs> um, that burp uh, was hotter than the blonde chick that no, uh, Superman forgot. When I submitted my list, I put Rebecca Romaine. I believe. She has sex with a believe. drunk Superman. I, mean, I forgot Rebecca Romaine. That's not. I should have. Uh, I put Rebecca Romaine at nine. Yeah. Uh, I, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but she was the first Mystique, and she was the first one to do the body paint. And it was because of that little J Law, like, wow, you're hot in two thirds of everything, and mm. one third. Whereas Rebecca Romaine just kind of always, and also she's married to a college buddy, so. Yeah, she is. Let's just name drop some more. Well, uh, <laughs> number four. Margot Robbie, right. Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's a good nope. one. Nope. Nope. You guys uh, golf clap all you want. Well, this is a the woman that's so dumb. Well, again. I can't pick anyone from it. No. A neophyte. Superman 3, though? I didn't pick. <laughs> Tits O'Reilly from Superman 3. <laughs> Poor Nick. See, I'm in a great position here. This is like when your team uh, is out of it and you get to watch the playoffs. You don't care. So I, I'm not into these superhero movies. But I will say this. You were knocked out in the round of 68 before we even got we, 64. We need to make a note that Maddie does. I'm going to make a note here. Does not watch superhero I will say this. Uh, Margot right. Robbie is... I'm. I don't think she's particularly attractive, but I would put her almost number one on this particular list yeah. because I think she is incredibly hot and sexy in this particular movie. Which, by the way, was an awful movie that I yeah. saw, Nick. Right. Oh, so, so I think bad. I think that should go into the voting. Like in the particular superhero movie, how hot is she? Right. And exactly. my God, the fishnecks and the sh- the, the fish one scene where she breaks the window and literally goes, "Let God, me see, if, see if you can watch me bend from the waist." Oh my God! Yeah, her but, attitude. But, no, come on. Like, do, like, doesn't the movie? It's but doesn't the movie itself like the bad makeup? The fact that she like they directed her towards overacting. Like, I found the character of Harley Quinn so cloying. Like. Just isn't sugar delicious? <laughs> Don't you guys like dangerous amounts of sugar? Don't you love cartoon guys. violence and makeup? <laughs> I don't care. I still now think my, she now be up watch there. her scenes. Uh, the Adam McKay movie, the big st- uh, the the oh, big, big sick. sick big no the big short big, big short. short. Watch like her scenes when they're like and now here it's to explain how everything yeah. goes. Here's Margot Robbie in a tub Funny. with drinking. Oh my god, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh god, yeah, yeah she does a nice job. 
Uh, number three. Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow from Iron Man 2. Yeah. I'll take Fine. it. Fine. I still, I still think her sexiest performance was her? watching John Favreau make that grilled cheese and then banging him in Chef. But Ooh. Did you like her in uh, Don Juan? I actually never saw Don Juan, uh, that Don Juan movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Quick question. Did you like her in Rough Night, a movie that I'm in, Maddie Blake? No. That that's my favorite uh, rewatchable. Maddie, movie, why film. didn't we rename our radio show on WAF World's Saddest Victory Lap? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have. Uh, I'm sitting here at ten at night in a Boston studio drinking beer, talking about movies. It's all I have. Is I was three seconds of screen time with her. How about number two? Gal Gadot as Wonder yeah, Woman yep. from Batman and Superman. Fine. I mean, come on. I mean, we're now we're in indisputable territory. I yeah, mean, I saw her live, and it was like it was looking at the sun too long. <laughs> I, she it literally is just like really. Ah! Where'd you see her? In Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. Israeli Before TV star. Big. Wait, where was I? You were next to me. Uh, Israeli TV star. Uh, <laughs> waiting to meet Adam West. Probably <laughs> close to the only redeeming part of the B versus S Dawn of Terrible, the Zack Snyder Garbaggio. Why is that the only DC movie, by the way, that's worked in the past ten years? Because those, the Nolan movies, by the way, are, are kind of done outside this sort of new outside DC this universe. Universe, yeah. Uh, even though they're those kind of movies, like the X Men movies, were done by Brian Singer largely, and then Matthew Vaughn, et cetera, outside of the Marvel universe. Mm. They that worked because they had a different director, different vision. They brought in a different star, and she was fantastic. I still think her English is a little stilted, but. Holy smokes. I mean, she is as close to perfect as it comes. Hell, does great stunt work. Beautiful. Ma- Maddie, not a fan? Not a fan. I wasn't a fan of the movie. You guys like Wonder Woman? Yeah. It was fun. It reminded me of Har- Harry Potter, like a female Harry Potter with the. Great. You didn't want her to fuck her lightning scar? Well, she's a little, <laughs> little Mick Jaggery for me. <laughs> lightning scar? A little muscly. Yeah. Or a sword or a lariat. Whatever. I'd let her tie me up with her lasso. As somebody hope. who's a Brigitte Nielsen fan, Maddie, I would have thought right. you'd enjoy oh, that. Sorry. Yeah. Do you want Stallone to do play by play while you <laughs> while you guys make I, out? It's an interesting fact. I can't climax unless Sly Stallone quotes are being played in the back. <laughs> You're lifting her leg. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's been everything. I need we this will truck. never All right. ever record again. <laughs> I, I we have David, David's face right now as he did. Oh my God! We have a number one, folks. For our, so guys, I got this great idea. For, I, <laughs> I found this podcast. These guys get along. They're irreverent. They're fearless. They have a great camaraderie. And no, are they? Col- I mean, they get a little colorful at times. I mean, they'll never get racial or too sexual. No, don't worry about any Me Too or any or Black Lives Matter or dead or people. George, right out of the gate. Yeah, don't put this on me. Oh this is God. Buck's. This is Buck's issue. Yeah, this is Buck's list. Yep. Go ahead, Buck. Number one. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I finally. It took the entire oh, list for us to finally find me. somebody oh. we could all agree on. The cat. Yeah, that was. Uh... It. Do you remember working in the theater when Batman uh, Returns came George, out? George, I remember. Everything about Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Maddie, we worked together in movie theater. I'm not sure you remember. I did know that. Yes. In high school in Quincy, Mass. And we worked our asses off, but we especially 
that summer of 1992, George was a junior, become a senior. I was getting ready for college. The big movie theater was all the new movies would go over to Theater 8. Mm. And we ha- and the, the dread was the summer of 92's big movie, Batman Returns, right. having to go, quote, unquote, clean Theater 8. <laughs> but we loved Batman Returns. We would just wait. You know, we would climb through that proverbial Shawshankish, you know, 500 yards of, you know, spilled popcorn, half-eaten Reese's peanut butter yeah. cups and soda just so that we could listen to... The Susie and the Banshees song, oh. face to face, face oh, to face, and we could think of unironically. Uh, uh, no, actually, we would do it face to face while picking up popcorn and coke. Just so, just so we, just so we could. Oh yeah. Just so we could, because because this song was so freaking sexy, it would remind us of all like the dance scene, Michael Keaton, oh yeah, and Michelle Pfeiffer. My girlfriend and I at the time, my high school girlfriend, this was our song. We had them play it at, like, Homecoming in the Prom and stuff. Did she ever dress it up got... in the uh, outfit for you? Oh, yeah. Come on. It was like, as, oh. as, if, as if Michelle Pfeiffer, as Catwoman, singing the song. Yes. Now, well, Michelle, I mean, as Selena Kyle, she was so hot in all those scenes where she, like, where Max Shrek was, like, bossing her around, pushing her around, making life miserable for her. But then, whenever she like falls out the window and then comes back to life, and comes up to the hut, to her apartment and pours like all the cat food everywhere, and the first time she shows up in that perfectly stitched together pleather outfit, God, damn! And the dance scene later on when mm. like Batman doesn't know she's Catwoman and she kind of thinks he might be Batman. God, I mean that was the peak of her career. The that was the sexiest scene? thing, huh? The, oh, yeah, the, po- the mistletoe. 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 Yeah, mistletoe, was she yeah. Oh, my God. Us guys, lady, Ooh. if there's any ladies listening to this, understand one thing. We have a absolute fear of and aversion to, simultaneously, an incredible attraction to crazy. Hot <laughs> and crazy. Yep. And she embodies hot and crazy in this movie. Yeah. The, the mascara is constantly running, running slightly... I'd, Harley Quinn's like that too, yeah. and and that but they, unhinged. But I, that's why I said that's why I compared it to sugar. They over they overfed yeah, you sure, the sugar in that sure. movie. Uh, but she and, and and by the way, an actress that I was never Michelle Pfeiffer back in the day. Nick and George, you described it well. Like at that age, it was like Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer, and I was just kind of like, eh, eh. But that movie, she is as hot as any actress has ever been. It's it's a great number one. Uh, what are you nuts? Did you see her, dude? Her two seam fastball and fabulous Baker Boys is. On the piano. Oh, are you uh, nuts? Yeah. Grease 2, also Grease 2. Her, but it, also in Scarface, of course. <laughs> George, <laughs> get out. It's a worse, that's worse than Christopher Reeves. All right, so let's uh, just run through real quick our 10 Grease to 1. Two. Buck Ma- stop Malin Ackerman, Silk Spectre. Uh, Pamela Stevenson as Lorelai yeah. Superman 3. Yeah. We're going to call that the uh, We're going to call that the Nemo pick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that? It was a lot of pause and rewind, my friends. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts in Iron Man. Okay. And Natalie Portman as Jane Foster in Thor. Adrienne Barbeau as Alice Cable in Swamp Thing. <laughs> A tie for five, Rebecca Romaine and Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique in X-Men and X-Men First Class. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Scarlett Johansson is our number three pick as Black Widow in Iron Man. Started in Iron Man 2. Number two on our list, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Uh, as Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman, 
and Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman in Batman Returns. Gentlemen, uh, real quick, let's just touch on what Shawshank does this week. Shawshank. Shawshank. I'll go ahead and get us uh, started since um, you guys are pulling out your uh, notes on this one. Uh, I just saw a documentary. I actually saw it last night. It's called The Perfect Bid or Perfect Bid. Uh, it is about a guy who is a giant Wheel of uh, not Wheel of Fortune, uh, Price, Price is right, right fan. Yeah, he lived out in California, uh, about five hours north, but still made his way to thirty-seven different tapings over his lifetime. Oh, uh, from the seventies all the way to Hashtag the nineties, life goals, and the two thousands actually, and uh, maybe the eighties, two thousands. Anyway, uh, he was a sci- a math teacher in, in in high school, and he had figured out a pattern in which they were selling products on Price is Right, and he started making a database of what all the products were. So he started going to the shows, hoping to get picked, would never be picked, and but he would yell out to the number, to the dollar amount, what these prizes were worth. So he would help people win, and, the, oh and so they have all this footage that's amazing of him sh- helping these people as they're winning their showcases. This is stuff. like bringing down the house. Oh, but, exactly. Yeah. But like Price is Right version. So at one point, it, he's become almost like a cult hero that Bob Barker starts calling him out, you know, Theodore, this guy, that so it's a fantastic documentary. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, definitely check it out. It's an hour and fifteen minutes, which is a perfect documentary when it's on a topic like this. Title again? It's called the Perfect Bid. Perfect per- Bid. Perfect Bid. Yeah. Okay. So definitely check that out, Maddie. Uh, what were you shawshanked by? I got oh, it. Yeah, sorry, I, Nick. What were you uh, pos- th- shawshanked by? I've week? recently been shawshanked by. Uh, quick little follow up to what I was shawshanked by in episode two when we finished up our ultimate summer movie draft. Um, I mentioned I was Shawshanked recently by the Netflix movie, um, the startling work of ridiculous genius. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, the movie about the National Lampoon. Um, oh, entirely untrue oh, and totally uh, stupid. Sorry, the name uh, title is Feudal Stupid Gesture. Sorry. So I started reading. Uh, we had the benefit of uh, interviewing the author of this Caddyshack book, the, the making uh, Caddyshack, the making of a Hollywood Cinderella story. Cinderella story. Book is great. Please go to Amazon and buy it, or find a buddy who can loan it to you. Whatever. It's fantastic. That's a great read. But if you're looking for something quick and disposable, I've been Shawshanked by this little YouTube series these guys make. Uh, it's The channel is called Couch Tomato. Give them a subscribe. They do this series called 24 Reasons Why. So basically what they do is they deconstruct 24 Reasons Why one intellectual or creative property will remind you about another one. Definitely give a watch to... Couch Tomatoes, 24 Reasons Why, Skeleton Key will remind you of Get Out. After you watch this five minutes of YouTube, you tell me that Skeleton Key is not Get Out. I promise you, it's so compelling. It's a, almost a shot-for-shot shot wow. remake, how good it is. It's And they, they go through a whole series of other different movies, which sometimes they reach, they come to that bridge, to that creative little, you know, associative bridge too far, but... This stuff is great. It's a ton of fun. Great subscribe on YouTube. What's it Couch, again? Tomatoes. Couch Tomatoes. Couch Tomatoes, the subscribe. 24 Reasons Why. Awesome. Uh, George, what were you Shawshanked by this week? Well, you know, I take the train in every day to Boston, so I have a, a nice story. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what were you Shawshanked by? Uh, <laughs> I have a nice oh, little. Are you a real stand up guy? I have a nice little commute every day. So I try to pass the time by watching old TV shows, and recently. I got back into Silver Spoons, the great oh, Ricky wow. Schroeder. 
face to face. Yeah. Oh, it, and you can watch them on YouTube. I have season one on DVD, but I shared it with my son this week, and they absolutely, he absolutely adored it too. So the early episodes, and then you can watch the later episodes on YouTube. But uh, Silver Spoons, Jason Bateman is so funny. Uh, great actor as a kid. Aaron Gray is amazingly uh, hot. Talk about a, a smoke we'd want, George. Let me yeah. ask you this. Growing up, imagine, yeah, yeah. man, yeah. hotter. Oh no, Aaron Gray was hotter. Aaron Gray, Buck Rogers, ten, ten and a half, eleven. Growing up, not that this merits its own Shawshank episode, but name something else you wanted. You saw in TV or a movie, you wanted more than the train and the, train. the video games running through the Rickers oh, house. and the the duck phone and. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was. It Didn't was. You want the Ricker's house? It felt like the Rich, Rick. Yeah, like Richie Rich come to life. Yeah, it was the Rickster. The and there was an episode where Mister he was getting beat up at school, so the dad hires Mister T to be oh, his bodyguard, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mister T answers all the questions in class. It's fantastic. It, just such a good show. Trip to Nostalgia Lane and uh, Netflix, a lot of fun. YouTube, or Hulu. Uh, YouTube and then uh, season ones on DVD. I, I've had it for years. Red or it's just they. It's just illegally putting them on YouTube. illegally YouTube. Uh, okay. Sidebar, real quick. I know my. Uh, I'll be like everyone else. We talked uh, on our radio show on WAF about how Cobra Kai has done so well. It's actually outperforming everything on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. I'm actually so we all signed up for our first month free of YouTube Red. And that way you get everything on YouTube with no commercials, no ads, no annoying pre-roll. It's so fun to use YouTube without it. I'm thinking about paying the nine bucks a month just to hold on really? to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's really, I mean, like. I'm going to hold on to it just because I don't want to miss. The second season is going to come out eventually, even though it might be a year away. We have to, what do you have to, you're gonna, they're going to make you re-sign up. They won't point. give you that month free. No way. Yeah. I'm no th- way. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Man, can we can we also just re remind everyone if you haven't watched Cor- uh, Cobra Kai, please do. Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Maddie, please, sorry, four years. Uh, by the way, Silver Spoons, one of my favorite lines in television history, came from Jason Bateman to Ricky Schroeder. They meet these older girls in a hotel. Yeah. And I still remember it. I haven't seen it since it aired originally, and I still remember it. He goes, uh, Rick, Rick, you got to talk to these girls like, you know, you got to be more mature in how you talk. You can't just answer a question, you got to talk like a teenager. So a girl walks up to Rick Froder. She goes, how old are you? And he goes, Th- I've seen 13 summers. <laughs> <laughs> which I just love. Uh, I got Shawshanked by a music doc, which I had seen before. But my son, Mad Max, we were playing music on shuffle. And Tom Petty came on. And I got a little em- emotional about it. And I said, Max, Tom what Petty. Was this, what was the song? Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, I think, you know, one of his classics. Uh, um American oh, Girl. Easy easy to I, I can't remember. Um, we were driving and it hey. came on and he said, who's this daddy? He thought it was John Mellencamp or something. I said, no, it was Tom Petty. Did and the song heard... go like, how's hell? <laughs> yeah, it was that one. That one. That one. Oh, it was uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. That's Mary Jane, daddy. So he asked me about Tom Petty. Anyway, long story short, I said, Max, Tom Petty, and I'm schooling him a classic rock. So we watched Running Down a Dream on Saturday. Night. Yeah. And it's four hours long. Spoiler alert. There are some drug references and stuff not great for a kid and some sexual references that I had to fast forward through. But it is unbelievable. You forget how many hits this guy has had. And, and the most compelling part is how he took on the music industry and he fought against them trying to use him to raise record prices. And he went, no, uh-uh. And, they, and an executive, the record label brought in an executive and said, you will never make another record again. You, and he said, 
Go ahead, Jack. I'll, I'll, I will fucking go home and sell T-shirts before I back down to you. He took on a major rate record label. The guy was just ballsy, and it's a great doc. So much great music. Running down a dream, with Tom Petty. Where can we see it? Uh, it's on Netflix, streaming, you know, on demand. It's everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, love it. iTunes. Uh, four great picks, and hopefully uh, you will get Shawshanked by one of these this week. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, so once again, I'm your host, Uncle Buck at Uncle Buck WAF on Twitter. At Ahoy Nick Stevens, also proudly part of the at Matty Nick WAF show. At the other Pats fan. At the Matty Blake. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shawshank Jerry Thornton. We love you, and we will see you next time. I wouldn't do her with Margot Kidder's dick. <laughs> Do you like old horror movies? Do you enjoy cheesy special effects? How about bad dialogue? Well, if this is your cup of green tea, then you need to hear my podcast. I'm John O'Neill, the host of Fright Night, which you can find on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Get your popcorn ready, keep the nightlight on, and listen to Fright Night. All episodes at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.